the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In you. Republican Senator James Lankford agrees he took a few moments during the Phase 3 stimulus bill debate to quote from Psalm 121. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Lankford reminding his colleagues not to trust in government, not even in massive stimulus bills. Bye, New Capitol Hill. President Trump considered then rejected yesterday an order quarantining residents of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. He's issuing a travel advisory instead. This is SRN News. They call this sheltering in place. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes you get overwhelmed. That's when the radio comes on and the person on the other side is somebody you know, somebody you respect, somebody you trust. And in just a few minutes, you start to understand we can get through this. Everybody else is going through the same thing. What we're going through is hard. This radio station is going to get me through it all. We're all going to make it. On AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Right now, if you go to the homepage at am1280thepatriot.com, you can see the latest updates surrounding COVID-19. Just go to our website and click on COVID-19 updates and resources for more info. Just past 1 o'clock on the Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. It's rainy and breezy today. We will reach a high of 46. And we got hour one of the Brad Carlson Show of the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up right now on The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280, The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to leave us a tweet via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag Narn show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, I have fired up the Facebook Live. Just go to our Facebook page. Just go Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And I have our Facebook Live going. You can interact on, uh, on that uh, uh, particular video stream. And I'll be sure to read your comments, questions on the air, unless you ask me not to. And then I'll, I'll adhere to that. Are we under any legal obligation to say, you can't read this on the air? Do we Are we legally bound to not? Uh, I'm no legal beagle, but I think we should be okay. I, I'm just as long, as long as we have their permission to a- ask their question on air, I think we're right. good. I'll just go with the honor system. If they ask, hey, this is not for public consumption, I'll just respect it. You know, I'm a respectful guy. I'd like to think I am anyway. Sometimes. So. Yeah. Well, we, we, <laughs> we, we do what we can. So uh, we are back in the Patriot Bunker, uh, you know, exercising the proper social distance here in the Patriot bunker in the, well, in the entire station as it were. Uh, so, uh, we're down in the, uh, in the bunker and doing what we can and we have been deemed essential. Uh, so that's good news. News, um, radio, media, what yeah, have you. This been... deserves this. Yeah. Thank goodness. Job security. Thank you. Well, exactly right. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, when, uh, and I'll get a little into this, um, pretty soon, but, Governor Walls, of course, issued a stay-at-home uh, executive order this past week, um, and it's not. People are freaking out, saying, you know, this is kind of like uh, it's turning into a police state and whatever else. And let's let's kind of 
cut back on the hyperbole. The, the governor emphasized this is not mandatory. Right. Okay, they're not going to pull people over and say, your papers, please, you know. <laughs> and, and I made a joke about that because the, my day job, I work for a uh, chemical company, and it's been deemed essential by the Department of Homeland Security. So I thankfully, I have a day job, and I'm able to continue to work there. But I've decided to work from home because I've got the technology in our corporate office. They said, well, we're going to use discretion. We're going to kind of thin the corporate office a little bit. So if you can work from home, please do. And and I, and I'm, and I found I'm just as productive at home um, as I am at my workplace. In fact, funny story about that. You know, my wife is also working from home. She's a school teacher, and she's getting ready to do e-learning tomorrow. And so that should be interesting. But they've been preparing the past couple weeks to try to ramp up and get this going. So the teachers have still been working, even though they haven't been in the classroom. So my wife, she works downstairs uh, in the dining room. You know, she's near the patio door, the lights coming in. And I've got my office upstairs. It's kind of been deemed my little man cave. It's only about 100 square feet, but uh, I'll take it. And so I work there. And after the first couple of days, you know, I would come down occasionally, get some water or snack or whatever, and... You know, try to maintain the same routine. And after a couple of days, she said to me, she says, why aren't you ever this quiet when you're at home not working? So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, that should be good news. That means I'm focused on the task at hand. I'm yeah. taking my work seriously. Yeah. You know, so I am maintaining, which it's a busy time of year yes. for us at our workplace. So I've got plenty to do. So my point is, I'm grateful not only am I employed during this difficult time, but that I have plenty to do to kind of keep focus on work. Because let's be honest, with everything that's going on out there with this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, you need things to help take your mind off of what's going on. And I'm not saying completely isolate yourself from the world. You have to stay informed, okay? But there comes a time where you should be able to focus on other things. And, you know, in this era of smartphones, I'll, you know, I'll usually get a ping on my phone, when there's breaking news and, and everything. So, you know, you're always attached to something, but you don't have to be focused on it 24 hours a day. So there is balance. There is balance. So uh, I do want to get to Governor Walz's executive order. And then at 115, we'll be joined by uh, my state senator, uh, Jim Abler, out of, a Republican out of Anoka, going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus relief bill that the Minnesota House, or excuse me, the Minnesota legislature passed. But I'll read this Star Tribune story from Brianna Biersbach. Governor Tim Walls issued an executive order Wednesday asking Minnesotans to stay in their homes unless absolutely necessary, his most dramatic action to date to slow the coronavirus pandemic. The stay-at-home order uh, is to begin at 11.59 p.m. Friday, which, of course, was this past Friday, and is based on models developed by the Minnesota Department of Health and the University of Minnesota that suggest that the state will run out of hospital intensive care capacity before infection rates peak, leaving many Minnesotans at greater risk of death from COVID-19, the disease caused by the virus. Without action, Walls said, as many as 74,000 Minnesotans, quote, could be killed by this, close quote. What our objective is now is to move the infection rate out, slow it down, and buy time, the governor said, adding that the place we cannot go to is when someone cannot get that ICU care. The order comes as the number of COVID-19 cases in Minnesota rose to 287 Wednesday in 33 counties. Of that number, 26 people are in, are in hospital care. Physicians praised the move in to order more Minnesotans to stay home. Uh, in fact, I just read a piece that, that those numbers have been updated. The latest state health department numbers also report confirmed cases are now in excess of 500 throughout the state. And there we are now up to nine deaths. So uh, it, in the grand scheme of things, nine deaths, it's tragic when anybody passes away from something like this. Absolutely. It is when it's just one person, but when you live in a state of 5.6 million people and you have 500 confirmed cases, um, people are a little alarmed because the number of new cases is going up or has been going up daily. Um, in fact, I think I think yesterday uh, there was an increase in cases, but it was lower than the increase from the previous day, I believe. Uh, not, not 100% sure which, but a couple things about that. First of all, a lot of these graphs that you see where it shows the day-by-day cases and then it shows the cumulative uh, number of cases and they talk about flattening the curve. Now, 
the governor said basically said that flattening the curve that that ship has sailed. It's not going to happen. So what we have to do right now is I have to issue the stay at home order uh, in, in order to maybe ramp up other facilities to be ready if we run out of beds in the ICU. And, and that too was was a pretty uh, alarming number. But it can be done. But but a couple of things to say about this is is the a lot of the public health charts you see released. From what I understand, and someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but a good number of these uh, do not take into account the private tests that are be take, being taken at the Mayo Clinic. Mayo Clinic, I believe, has increased capacity to several thousand uh, tests per day. So if you add several thousand te- uh, tested extra per day into the number of confirmed cases, well, then the percentage of those tested is much lower. People like to look at raw numbers, and I understand that. These are real people in, in, that are impacted by this. But are we slowing down the rate of infection? Well, because we're testing more, you could, you could make a case that, yeah, we are. Are we out of the woods yet? No, of course not. And my thing is, like I mentioned at the outset, the company where I work my day job, I, we're consider, considered an essential company. And so, therefore, I've even got a memo from my company's chief operating officer saying that, you know, we are deemed by the Department of Homeland Security to be an essential company and and this person is an employee of that company. So I kind of joked about that earlier that if the police pull me over, say, why are you driving around during Governor Wells' stay-at-home order? And uh, and it almost uh, would be like your papers, please, type of, a <laughs> uh, type of scenario. But it's not that bad out there. But my point is, if I were to get pulled over, I could present this like, I'm going to my workplace, here's where I work, uh, we're deemed essential. Same thing with here, although the uh, Patriot hasn't given me a letter uh, with permission to travel here. But I wasn't pulled over on the way here, so it's all good. So the point is, is that because I have the ability to work from home, I am willing to do whatever it takes without the stay-at-home order to be self-quarantined, as is my wife. My wife is able to work from home as well. And other than going to the grocery store, uh, we really haven't had to travel anywhere. Uh, we're not driving nearly as much, obviously, so the trips to the to uh, to get gasoline for our vehicles, personal vehicles, those trips have been reduced significantly. So uh, a lot of factors to, to factor in, but you know, we're really, it's hard to believe, but we're, the month of March, early March is when we first started to get confirmed cases in multiple states around the country of coronavirus. And then states within the next week or two, you had states governors starting to issue executive orders. So it's really only gone on uh, significantly for three, four weeks as far as, you know, these extreme measures we're taking to be self-quarantined. So, there's still an accumulation of data taking place. And when here's, here's the thing, and I'll talk about media corruption in the second hour, but they want it both ways. They want it both ways. They want us, you know, we say, well, the number of tests are increasing. Yeah. The number of cases of coronavirus positive tests are increasing, but the only reason they are is because we have more tests available. And so there were forward testing more people, and, and you get leftists in media, you know, pardon the redundancy, saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Is, that, is, that, is that per capita? You know, we're not running the most tests per capita in the world. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then, and then they jump around like poo-flinging monkeys when we surpassed 80,000 uh, infections in the, in the United States, and it, and it surpassed China. So they claim China's lying, though. Let's be honest, China is lying. But nevertheless, that's the talking point a lot of these leftists are going through. Oh, look at this. You know, we have the most coronavirus cases in the world. Look at that. And then we say, well, wait a minute. We also have 330 million people in this country. So per capita, do we have the most? Well, blah, blah, it's not per capita. These are real people. These are real human beings, 80,000 infected. So they want to have it both ways. They want to use per capita numbers when it comes to testing to show that America isn't testing nearly as much per capita but then they want to use raw numbers for people actually infected as opposed to per capita. So blatant hypocrisy on that one. Uh, we have a couple of minutes just left in this first segment. We do want to get to this uh, phone call. Vincent is on line one. Hey, Vincent, good to hear you as always, sir. Welcome back. Uh, thank you very much, and thank you for being on live. And um, what shocked me on uh, Saturday morning, another station goes live with the news at 6 a.m., 
And all of a sudden, I heard Mayor Fry, you know, the Minneapolis mayor, mm-hmm. says they're going to find people, you know, if you're out. And they can't prove that you're out there for a good reason, you know, like going to McDonald's over here by the Capitol or downtown to get some food or go to the post office. And I, well, somebody just mentioned that the governor's got something to a $1,000 fine, you know, or something. But I, I, this is the first time I've heard it, but nobody's been publicizing that if you're out and about and you're, you know, just running around doing nothing, you know, nothing to prove that you're not staying at home for, you know, you're off for a good reason and you're finding, you know, all this. I don't even think even the White House has gone that far yet, as far as I know. Yeah, thanks for the call, Vincent. We appreciate it. I did see that where Mayor Fry was going to attempt to enforce uh, people to stay at home. But the governor said very clearly, look, we're not saying you have to, you, you can go out, sit in your driveway and, you know, but may, be sure you maintain the social distance. He emphasized this wasn't mandatory, but therefore Mayor Fry, uh, it was reported that, yeah, he was going to start enforcing the stay at home. And who do you think was going to be most adversely affected by this? Probably the minority community. That that That's great for public relations, isn't it? Considering all, all the issues that the city of Minneapolis is having. So I, I don't know how that's that that's enforceable. Again, you know, the governor, even the governor said, you know, stay outside, maybe get some exercise. I mean, I run a couple of miles typically or uh, you know, one mile tube away and then one mile back to my house. OK, so I stray away from my house. Mm-hmm. OK, things like that. And and restaurants are, are still open. Granted, there's uh, drive throughs are still open. So at grocery stores, whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't see how that's enforceable and I don't I haven't heard any scuttle about. it. Yeah. Right? And Walls basically said um, if you do get pulled over by an officer and they do question uh, your intentions, where you're going, what you're doing, that kind of stuff. It's more as an educational tool than it is an enforcement of law tool. He doesn't want to pull over people and issue out these $1,000 fines. He just wants to educate the public and being like, all right, uh, even if you're trying to go somewhere and you want to go do something, it's not the best idea to do that. I'm guessing they're only going to be enforcing these fines on also basic traffic stops. Like if they find out, you know, you're, you're getting pulled over because you're speeding or you got a taillight out and then the officer also is able to prove that you're just driving around for the sake of driving around. You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything with any purpose. Then maybe they're subject to the fine. I don't know the the the, the fine print on all this, but I don't right. think cops right now across the state of Minnesota are looking for people to pull over and find $1,000. And the, the one thing they find, you know, they were tracking cell phone usage, which you know, for those of us who are liberty minded and they, you find out they're tracking your cell phone usage, uh, I also got this. Uh, uh, you know, I also got this uh, swampland in Florida. I like to say, if you don't think they were tracking your cell phone footage before this, uh, you're crazy. But nevertheless, that's that's a reality of it. Doesn't make it right, but that's a reality. And this so- cell phone tracking shows that most Minnesotans weren't straying very far from their area. So we were already adhering. Yeah basically to these orders. So the the comeback is, well, what do we need government to issue these stay-at-home orders for? We're, as Minnesotans, we're pretty much right. adhering to them. And a um, good friend of mine, Ben Cruzy, a podcaster, had said the other day that another piece of the ex- executive order that Governor Walls handed down that was kind of buried deep within it, they are limiting the Minnesota goodbyes to 15 minutes. Uh, 651-289, no, not really. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we do have the Facebook Live up. So go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and follow us on Facebook Live, and we'll be back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Happening across the nation right now. ADP is helping Party City stores streamline recruiting. Music houses like Squeaky Clean Studios are demoing tracks while ADP helps keep business on track. And ADP helps a small Mexican restaurant keep up with compliance demands. When ADP helps businesses achieve what they're working for, that's newsworthy. HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. 
If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests in my home without the shame of pet stains and odors. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. All pet owners should have Genesis 950 on hand. I can even use it in my carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, oil and grease stains, wheels, tires, degreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. Save up to 33 to 65%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 33 to 65%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana and St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. We know you're going to love that brisket, 2141 Cliff Road in Egan, and at RackShackBarbecue.com. That's RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, 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 yeah. Welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And if you're on Facebook, just go to Facebook.com to a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We've got the Facebook Live going. We appreciate you tuning in. Feel free to comment as well. And we do want to uh, get to our uh, first guest. Uh, we're... we're we're practicing the proper social distancing. Guests will be joining us via phone for the foreseeable future. So we uh, we definitely appreciate any input that we can get via guests, uh, via any venue. We could probably, uh, I suppose we could probably do use online platforms too. But telephone works out well in this particular case. Uh, always honored to be joined by Minnesota State Senator Jim Abler. He, a Republican out of Anoka. And uh, my wife and I live in Senate District 35, so we're constituents of Senator Abler. Uh, again, that district covers Anoka, Ramsey, Andover, and a little sliver of Coon Rapids. Of course, this past week, the Minnesota State Legislature passed its own coronavirus aid bill. We'll get to uh, Senator Abler to talk about some of the details within that bill, as well as uh, everything else surrounding this legislative session, which obviously, like many other things, has been uh, significantly disrupted by this coronavirus uh, pandemic. Uh, Senator Abler, always good to have you on the program, sir. How are you today? Well, it's uh, really good to have me back, and I appreciate that. And I was just thinking, you know, well over 95% of the state is jealous of you because they don't have me for a senator. So you are just, <laughs> and holy cow. Well, we appreciate holy it, cow. yeah. And and it's nice, too, Jim, because, you you know, you're very accessible. You always uh, let your constituents know if you ever need to get a hold of me, here's how you can. And uh, I take advantage of it. I, I try not to abuse it, Jim Abler, but uh, I, I definitely take advantage of the opportunity to uh, <laughs> to have you on the broadcast. So, um Interesting times we live in, Jim Abler. Like I say, you're in the midst of the legislative session. Obviously, like a lot of other aspects of life, has been interrupted by this uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, we'll get a little bit to the coronavirus aid bill, but I do want to get just kind of a personal perspective. What's it been like trying to operate down in the Capitol? Obviously, the social distancing's in place. It's not as open to the public, so transparency is a concern some constituents might have. How are you... Uh, what are you all doing as legislators to try to uh, stem those fears, uh, Senator Abler? 
Well, in terms of the distancing, we're all pretty well distanced. So we're virtually shut down there. I, uh, I popped in last week for a few hours to my office and had some phone meetings because it actually it's quiet there. And so people think, oh, it's so dangerous going to the Capitol. It's like, no, it's probably the safest place. There's like three people in the whole building. <laughs> right. So if you need to be, uh, if you need a place of respite, that would be the place. But it's really been curious. Um, you know, there's, there's proper concern, and then there's kind of like deep in your heart panic and fear. Um, people should be duly concerned, but there is no reason to panic. Mm-hmm. And part of my disappointment with how this has been handled from the beginning is the amount of panic that ensued with pretty much every announcement coming from the governor's office. And I don't, I don't, I consider him somebody I get to work with and I appreciate him for what he is. Um, but the way, it's all how you say it. And after their first announcement, you know what happened. People went and ran on toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second announcement, they made a run on meat and spaghetti. <laughs> and, uh, and now they've uh, gone after um, uh, beans. And, you know, it's like, holy cow, and lucky the liquor stores are open or they'd be having a big frenzy, you know. And, um, and so the, this is a time to be calm, be prudent. And, uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you, the, the political reaction has been to throw, uh, what's, what's the proper term? A typhoon worth of water, of uh, money at this. Sure. You know, the federal thing, $2.2 trillion. Mm. Uh, For your listeners, that's a lot of money. Yes. I believe the, the global annual GDP is $70 trillion, mm-hmm. just to give you some context. So it's like 3% of the annual GDP of the world wow. we just did mm-hmm. just now. Yeah. Uh, on a credit card, by the way, this is $2.2 trillion from a country that's a trillion dollars oversubscribed. Mm-hmm. And uh, frankly, on, on that point, I, I'm... I'll just ramble everywhere. But I, you know, when uh, when Mr. Obama was president, his $800 trillion deficits really were mattering. And now that, you know, we have a different person in charge, a trillion dollars, nobody even brings it up anymore. It's like, but your listeners, uh, we're up to $23 trillion, probably 25 now, counting the right. stimulus, whatever, the bailout package. Um, that's... That's like a third of the national, of the world's budget. <laughs> mm. Wow. That we owe somebody. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so all is well. Maybe now they'll panic. Like, oh no! <laughs> so um, I guess the uh, I guess the uh, coronavirus aid package it was I think just north of three hundred million here in uh, in the state of Minnesota. So uh, certainly a drop in the bucket 30. when you're talking uh, uh, two point two trillion. So uh, we just have a couple minutes left in this segment, uh, Senator Abler. Then we'll take a break, but when we'll come back. But I just. Uh, Real quick, can you kind of give just maybe, I guess, a, a broad overview of what uh, Minnesotans can expect uh, from this uh, particular relief package? Well, most of them aren't going to get very much. There's uh, perhaps $40 million out of that for some small business loans, mm-hmm. uh, which could potentially be forgivable if you go out of business, sure. like, which would be tragic. And the small yep. businesses are just in harm's way. We did some support for child care centers, trying to keep them open. And the theory of all of it is to support the first responders and the health care system. So that at least that core is is there. Uh, there's a bit of a, but, and the, but there's more to the economy than just that, and more to people's lives. And we'll talk about that when we come back about my concerns about the direction we're going in. Um, there was a two hundred million dollar fund, the COVID nineteen emergency fund, which the governor is pretty well in charge of, which I frankly found kind of troubling. Mm-hmm. There is a there's light legislative oversight, but uh, he could buy almost anything he wants with that. Okay. And given that we're going to be really broke next year, um, I I voted for it, but I didn't know how not to show support for the people. But this is an example on a – if it was straight up and down, I would have voted against that part. Uh, some money went to the tribes. Um, some money went to um, uh, food shelves and the homeless to make sure they had someplace to shelter in place. So it was really pretty much a, a safety net, um, keep things kind of together. Um, we hope that there's going to be some effort to have a, a future bill to do something for small businesses. But we're a little broke, so I don't know what that's going to amount to. But there's many small businesses in harm's way, which we'll talk about when we come back. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that uh, uh, late last year, you know, typically when they come out with the uh, uh, the uh, budget projections that we were uh, had a uh, significant surplus. But now, given this uh, pandemic, 
I, you know, I think the the reality is that that surplus is pretty much dissipated, and I, you know, and understandably so, given the uh, given the situation we're in. But uh, some ex- expectations definitely have to be recalibrated now, as opposed to what was going on at the beginning of the session. Again, we are talking to uh, State or Senator Jim Abler, he of Senate District 35, up there in Anoka, Ramsey, and over in a little little sliver of Coon Rapids. Uh, do, we do have a couple of callers on the line, Tom and Vincent. Uh, gentlemen, if there's any way you can hold during the break, I promise I will take your calls when we come back from the break. And also welcome back Minnesota State Senator Jim Abler to talk a little bit more about uh, the coronavirus pandemic within the state of Minnesota from a legislative perspective. Lots to get to here today on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And again, 651-289-4488 is the number to call back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Texture like sun. Lays me down with my mind she runs throughout the night. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. Save up to 33 to 65%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 33 to 65%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana and St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature. But everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. The Northern Alliance Radio Network presses on despite these difficult times in this coronavirus pandemic. 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you'd like to weigh in. You can also check out Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARN Show. And again, we've got Facebook Live going. On our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, again, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and find us there. Uh, joined via phone by Minnesota State Senator Jim Abler. Before we turn, return to Jim, we want to get to a couple of phone calls. Uh, Tom in St. Paul's online, too. Tom, I appreciate your patience. Thank you for waiting. You are on, sir. 
Hi, Brad. Uh, good show as always. Um, I just wanted to clarify, reading right from the uh, order here from the governor about uh, what we can and cannot do outside. Uh, it's just two sentences long. Let me read it real quick for everyone. Outdoor activities. Individuals may engage in outdoor activities, e.g. walking, hiking, running, biking, driving for pleasure, hunting or fishing. It may go to available public parks and other public recreational lands consistent with remaining at least six feet apart for individuals from uh, uh, from individuals from other households. Sure. So so basically, Brad, no one should be getting pulled over uh, if you're in your car by yourself going. Right. right. Uh, we, We shouldn't have that fear. What what they're looking for is people who are congregating in large parties, maybe block parties or something that I've been hearing going on on some of my Facebook pages and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you can maybe see the, the police coming in and there and, and breaking stuff like that up, but I don't uh, in, see anyone getting pulled over. And if you do, you can just say I'm driving for pleasure. There you go, Tom. We appreciate the uh, clarification on that. Thank you so much. Uh, we do want to get... Another call quick before we get back to Senator Abler. Uh, line three, Vincent is in St. Paul. Vincent, long time no here, sir. How have you been? That's fine. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> on Friday, I was listening twice, well, two times it came on your station there. A uh, gentleman that's on every Friday from 8 to 11, Mr. Levin, and he was talking about the Constitution and everything's rights and all this here, the national, and it probably might pertain to Minnesota too. How about being constitutional and all this here? They start. I agree with what's going on for our health. Sure. Just like I agreed during the back in the sixties when I had to go into service. But you got to do what you got to do. But and you can do that. It sounds like what the previous caller had mentioned. Right. But constitutionally, and that's a big picture. Now this here it goes all the way back to. A, a gentleman named George and a Jefferson and a Benjamin Franklin and all this here now. Has anybody looked at in Minnesota, the in Minnesota Constitution, what's going on in Minnesota, the cities, and coming down from the White House? Yeah, appreciate the call, Vincent. Uh, uh, Senator Abler, I'll let you hop in there. I don't know if there's anything you want to add. I know uh, Governor Walz's initial order when he closed down the bars and restaurants starting on uh, St. Patrick's Day at uh, in the evening, I know he cited a statute, uh, Minnesota Statute 12.32, so I don't know that that necessarily runs a file of the Constitution, but I imagine a lot of your concerned uh, constituents, Senator Abler, have had constitutional questions. How do you normally uh, assuage those concerns? Well, there's a, also Chapter 13 as well covers some of these powers. And the governor actually has a good deal of power. However, he cannot suspend statutes, and he can't spend money. He can move money around, but he can't spend new money without authority. And so there is some of a check and balance. Uh, frankly, I think he's gone a little personally far on some of his orders. Um, we, we can talk about funerals in a second. Sure. But he has the right to do that, which is actually why elections are so important and why people should pay attention. Um, We've given the executive branch a lot of authority. People get unhappy with why DHS, the Department of Human Services, isn't run better, why they aren't taking care of fraud. It's up to the chief executive to uh, pay attention to that. Uh, Governor Dayton really didn't care much about that. Uh, Walls is a bit more interested in that. But so the executive branch has a lot of authority. They run state government, and in this matter, they actually can run you. Uh, just to point out, though, it's a penalty for disobeying his order. is a misdemeanor with a thousand, up to a thousand dollar fine, okay. and uh, potentially ninety days in jail. Wow. I suggest that people find themselves a foul of that that they ask for a jury trial. Yeah, that's uh, that. That does uh, seem a bit excessive. I mean, I mean, again, I know during his press conference, he kind of. Uh, Insinuated, maybe even even kind of said, well, this isn't necessarily uh, mandatory, but uh, as we know, <laughs> Senator Abler, the uh, devil is definitely in the details. Uh, we do want to get to another call real quick. Uh, line to Mark, St. Louis Park. Mark, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, Dad. Real quick, it's a non-COVID question, but it's real quick. On a couple weeks ago, we finally got the audit report on the Department of Human Services PCA program, which I think is the most fraudulent program in DHS. I'd like to, Mr. Abler to maybe give the maybe your listeners some lowlights from the audit. And I'll hang up and listen. Okay. Senator Abler, I know this is kind of in your wheelhouse. I've called on you before talking yeah. about all this DHS stuff. So, 
Well, the the summary, it actually, the good news is not as bad as it was, but it's the discussion about program integrity and oversight continues. Mm. And uh, the commissioner, we have a, a pretty decent commissioner now, a woman named Jody Harpstead, who is as good as you're going to find in this niche. And good. she was kind of unhappy with me that I reminded her that I'm still unhappy with the quality control and the integrity of the program. And she gave me one of those looks. Um, but it's like, holy cow, here we are years afterwards, years and years later, and we still have program integrity uh, problems. And so, um, it, again, that's I, our, the Republican House or the Republican Senate is pushing as hard as it can on these matters. Um, and so we got a little bit of integrity back that the, uh, in the process last year that the other side would accept. But we can't pass a law except by mutual agreement. Sure. And so people still encouraging us and pushing us in a constructive way really is a good idea. I mean, can't, can't pushing everybody because it's, it's your money and it's not like it's limitless. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I, we appreciate the phone call, Mark. Thanks so much. Uh, Senator Abler, I, I know that um, one of the issues, uh, as, mu- as much as you're trying to, uh, to meet, I mean, they, again, this is something that, at least from far back as I can remember, is unprecedented in the state of Minnesota where the legislature uh, the legislative session tries to press on as best they can, but obviously, given the social distancing impact, you can only you can't be together for, say, committee hearings or whatever else. So, uh, from what you, the legislative body, has been able to gather, what are you able to do from a statute standpoint? Are you able to have official meetings held via video conferencing uh, that would make them accessible to the public? Because obviously, you're you're very big on transparency as well as. Many of you, at least at hope, as well as many of your Minnesota legislators. So, how are you able to to be able to strike that balance where the public is continuing to be informed and you're continuing to be able to do your work while maintaining this social distancing, Senator Abler? Uh, not very well. I think that the people working from home and watching how the homeschool is going, um, it's quite a bit different than being in front of somebody we can have an interaction. Sure. And frankly, we're not barred from having meetings. Uh, we have just elected not to have any out of concerns. Uh, the House, uh, the, the, the Senate uh, has been trying to find ways to uh, actually, I think, do more than the House has been. Um, and, but it's, it's practically very difficult. Um, Speaker Hortman really does not want to meet. We had a culture to meet even last Thursday to get what we had done. Um, and there was no meeting scheduled until April 14th. Uh, I thought that was a big mistake. I thought we should have come at least once a week. Uh, maybe even twice a week, just to gather in distance like we might, to make sure the governor knows we're here, that, we, that we're watching over his shoulder, and uh, don't get too carried away. Right. Um, let me comment about getting carried away. Uh, the executive order uh, kept essential businesses open, and there's a list that if people want, they can write me uh, at my Senate email, and I'll get them a copy. But it's arbitrary. And if you weren't essential, then you're flat-out closed. Mm-hmm. And some of the places he closed are not the least bit unsafe. And I gave a speech on the floor. If people want to go to my Senate Senator Jim Abler SD35 Facebook page, I've got a video on there that I would actually like people to share. Great. Because we have gone beyond reason in closing these places down. Uh, in in my own building, I rent to a woman who has a bridal planning place, and like two people would go in there at a time. It's not the least bit dangerous. No COVID is going to be spread. They can distance easily, even sure. 10 feet apart, and talk about stuff. Yep. But she's closed. Mm. And her father-in-law is a cabinet maker. He has three people working in a giant warehouse because they're down these days. Three people, and they can't work because wow. they're not essential. And if we're ever going to get back on track, um, then we better get thinking about the business side. Not to be dangerous. You know, sure. Governor Cuomo was uh, like, well, you, how much million did you pay for a life? And nothing about that. It's like it's like a waste of time causing harm. The Charge of the Light Brigade back then, you remember the historical Charge of the Light Brigade? Mm-hmm. They were valiant, heroic men. But their charge, they all died and nothing happened that was good. Uh, I'm afraid that the governor's extensive order where he shuts everything down just because it's not essential, whatever that really means, um, then we're, you're going to crush the small businesses. Most of them have, I've heard, have two to four weeks of capital. And then what are they going to do? Property taxes are coming up. And so I wrote him this weekend, uh, actually with Senator Hoffman, urging him not to do essential, not essential, but safe versus unsafe. Mm, okay. And maybe some of the essential businesses aren't even running safely. And so they should close. I mean, but if you can run your little 
tiny one-person hair salon with you and your one customer, why on earth can't you do that? Wear a mask if you want, and now you're totally fine. But that's not on the list. Uh, it's, it, it's gone too far, and uh, I'm pushing back because I just don't think it's right. Yeah, you know, that's an excellent point, Senator Abler. I know you being a lifelong resident of Anoka and very familiar with, with Main Street and many of the small businesses that uh, are, are, are the lifeblood of that community taking place in that particular area. Like I say, I've lived in the area a little over a decade, but you having been there for, for a long, long time, I mean, that has to be absolutely surreal, just driving up and down or even walking up and down the sidewalks of Main Street and, and let's be honest, a little demoralizing at this point. Well, it's really... It's really challenging. I know it is the Halloween capital of the world, and now it's a ghost town. <laughs> and I don't know that that's what um, what people had in mind. No. Something else that just came up lately. Funerals. With this executive order, uh, the, the funeral directors interpreted it uh, with the help of whoever interprets these things to only allow two funeral directors, a priest, and a musician to go to the funeral, not even the spouse. Mm, and wow. holy cow. And so, and so you can put it on Facebook or something and watch it. They're like, holy, what? And so they reversed themselves just last night, just late last night. Mm, okay. uh, I got the news. You can now have 10 people there. Okay. Spaced out at a six-foot interval. Sure. But holy cow, let's say you have a lot of friends and family. Couldn't you space out in the church like every other pew, six feet apart? You could put 50 or 100 people in there totally safely and, and have your time to grieve the loss of your grandma or brother or whoever. And some of these things are based on fear and not on uh, what's the best. And let me tell you, the people that are advising the governor is the uh, public health people. They don't want churches to have potluck dinners. And so we fought that forever. And so they're, they're really pushing too far. And I'm afraid that people are going to react and go like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I'll risk the misdemeanor, which is actually a pretty petty fine, uh, petty charge. And I can't imagine that the city, um, people are going to be chasing down folks that, that overcrowd a funeral, you know. I'd like to have a jury trial on that. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, they're like, holy cow, be reasonable. And so that's why Senator Hoffman and I urged the governor to go into a place that people can begin to sustain themselves, not to be dangerous, but I'm, I'm persuaded that half of the people staying home aren't preventing one case. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, this, I, this is the thing, you know, you alluded to it earlier, with uh, Governor Cuomo's comments, it's when there's even questions broached as to when can we start getting back to work. I mean, we've got maybe some resources for a month or two to hold out, but eventually it's going to start to hurt. I mean, at what point does this particular uh, so-called cure become worse than the problem? I don't think we're necessarily there yet. Of course, that's easy for me to say. I don't own a small business. Some small businesses might beg to differ, but yeah, it, it doesn't seem like we can have a, a rational conversation about it, and that just kind of seems to be the way of life and hyper-partisanship, and it's, it's unfortunate. Well, I don't think it's partisan. I just think it's the wrong advice. Mm-hmm. This isn't a Republican-Democrat thing. Well, Senator this Hoffman is, is a uh, Democrat, so you two, I'm glad you oh, two yeah. were, came together on this uh, particular issue. So, yeah, that's an excellent point. Well, I purposely enlisted him because anytime somebody said something negative, it was a Republican. They go like, oh, another political attack. Yeah, right. I wanted to try to get this to be couched as reasonable people are really worried about what's going to happen to all the stores in Anoka, uh, Main Street, whatever, in Ramsey and Worthington and everywhere else that are, you don't restart an economy on a dime. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if, you know, if you only had two or four weeks of capital, and you burn through that, and property taxes come up May 15th, and, and the mortgage payment or the rent comes due, and uh, it's going to be really frightening. And the deficit, for sure, coming up next year is uh, going to be legendary. I'm, I'm praying it's only $2 billion, but I'm sure it's going to be more. And, and so prudent behavior now, where you slow the growth, and we have slowed the growth. We have flattened the curve. It's actually working. And because people are... Purposely distancing. My clinic is open, but people come because they feel they need to come, not the ones that want to just, you know, feel better. And so they've already self-chosen. And so people with urgent needs come. We're already changing our behaviors. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we alluded to that. I think in the first segment is they were is uh, it, there was a strong indication that people were taking the necessary steps based on the advice of public health officials. This was before even executive orders were handing down. So. 
Uh, it's just something about it, Senator Abler, and you working in, uh, obviously you being an elected official know this all too well. There's just something about uh, when government tells people that they have to do it, it just seems to kind of take on a different mindset than people being willing to do it for the sake of <laughs> of, of public health and their safety, which are still willing to do, but at the same time, there's just that extra added element of government, the heavy hand of government coming down that uh, that causes people to be a little wary, that's for sure. Well, let me tell you just one more thing about their funerals. And so I saw the correspondence. And Senator Benson, credit to her, pushed back on this and got a, got a reading, got a change out of the department. So I'm really happy. But I saw the email that was extended. And so they were only going to allow immediate family to be part of the 10. Mm-hmm. And then they reversed themselves. This is, this is one man, and, and a good man, I'm not, but this is a frightened man uh, listening to people and then making a one-person decision. Sure. There is no input from Senator Gazelka or Representative Hortman as the speaker and the majority leader. They don't call it me. What do you think? And I'm afraid they're actually running far ahead of where the people are comfortable. And the worst is going to happen if people are like, I'm done. Come arrest me. Um, you know, Jacob Try has already demanded that people stay in and he's going to, you know, arrest them if they go outside. They're not going to arrest murderers in Minneapolis. They're going to arrest people who Ugh. violate the order and, and try to go to their place of business and do paperwork. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a whole other... It's, it's all upside down. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, Jim Abler, always appreciate the time, sir. Thanks so much. Uh, you and your family stay safe. Uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. And hopefully uh, we can get together when this is all over and uh, have, a, have a beverage and just kind of chat about uh, some other things, that's for sure. So appreciate the time, sir. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Appreciate being there. And if people want to go to my Facebook page, uh, Senator Jim Abler, SD35, and look at that video I made and forward that. And keep in touch with all of us. We're here to help. Appreciate yep. being on online. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Thanks. Appreciate the time. Have a great day, sir. Back with one final segment this hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Now where'd you learn to talk like that? AM1280, The Patriot. Don't let your home be invaded this season with rats and mice. Keep them away the most humane way with plug-in, pest-free, 100% chemical-free, totally safe for your family and pets, and environmentally friendly. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest-Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that has been scientifically tested and consumer-proven since 1995. Now that's fair dinkum. With a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year manufacturer's warranty, what have you got to lose? Stop inviting unwanted rodents and pests in with baits. Say goodbye to traps and start saving money today with Plug-In Pest-Free. Order yours now at gopestfree.com and save 20% with promo code SAVE20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Are you ready to start saving money? gopestfree.com. Promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. When you go to the mechanic in here... Pass me the torque right... Nope, let me have the flamethrower. That sounds wrong. You know what else sounds wrong? When you hear about the interest you're earning on your savings with the largest banks. But with the Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account, you could earn much more interest. And hear this. Open a Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account in minutes at Marcus.com. You can money. Comparison made to the three largest U.S. banks measured by total deposits. Rates as of February 4th, 2020 and may vary by state. Goldman Sachs Bank USA, member FDIC. My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, believe it or not, this is really amazing. You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime, but now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our American values. In any event, it's just a great film. See No Safe Spaces starring Adam Carolla and me at nosafespaces.com. 
If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment this hour, a real short segment. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N A R N Show. Yeah, this is a, a very short segment, only a minute or two left. So uh, Mike is on line one, Nate is on line two. Gentlemen, if there's any possible way you can hold, because like I say, we're coming up a, a, to a break within the next minute, minute and a half. I promise when we uh, start the second hour, a little bit after 2 o'clock, we will take your phone calls right away. We will have plenty of time in the second hour to talk COVID and coronavirus pandemic, because that's a lot of what I have planned for the second hour anyway. So your commentary, I promise, will be relevant. So if there's any possible way you can hold uh, during this end-of-the-hour break, I would appreciate it, and I promise, again, I will take your calls uh, when we come back to the 2 o'clock hour. But, again, uh, we just have about a minute and a half to go, and I just want, you know, again, I'm not going to be one of those people who jumps around like a poo-flinging monkey saying, told you so, I told you so, I told you so, but who would have ever predicted this would have happened? Uh, the University of Tampa announced on Saturday that five of its students have tested positive for coronavirus and are recovering after returning from a spring break trip. Who would have guessed that could have possibly happened? Wait, uh, these are Florida students. Yeah. The, uh, oh. Who would have guessed, huh? Do Florida students go stay in Florida for spring break or do they go somewhere else? Well, I, they, you know, I guess they go somewhere in Florida. A lot of nice beaches. Yeah. The students huh. were not identified and it's unclear where they traveled or how many people were with them. None have been hospitalized, and they are reportedly self-isolating now. They traveled together with other UT students during school's break, which took place March 8th through the 15th. Four of the five students who tested positive returned to campus after their spring break trip, while one did not. Uh, You know the old saying, friends should never let friends drink alcohol out of somebody else's (coughs) rear end crack. I'm just saying. I, I, I found out the official name. It's called the butt luge. Where you pour alcohol yeah. down someone's back and it comes out their rear end. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Who, who would have ever guessed you could contract some sort of illness from that? Uh, uh, college kids. Anyhow. Not the brightest bulbs. Not the best way to end the first hour, but we're ending it. And then when we come back the second hour, Mike, Nate, if you can hang on, we'll take your calls when we come back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. Save up to 33 to 65%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's blowout sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 33 to 65%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. I have been a Wisconsin kindergarten teacher for 31 years. I am a Christian and a conservative. I am a Bible believer. I really liked Scott Walker. Several years ago, we began a curriculum that was to promote tolerance and acceptance of supposedly all people, but in the end, 
Its focus is the normalization of LGBTQ agendas. Some school districts in California require students in kindergarten through fifth grade to learn about the contributions of LGBT individuals in history curriculum. And many parents are upset because there's no opt-out for their children. This is what happens when radicals are in control of the education machine in America. That's the agenda. Indoctrinate kids at the youngest of age to condition them against God, parents, and the church. Let's be salt and light and delay this decay. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. Hi, Minnesota. Governor Tim Walz here. We're in an unprecedented battle against the COVID-19 virus. The state of Minnesota is doing everything possible to keep you safe, but we need your help. We need you to stay home. Flatten the curve on COVID. Let's get through this thing together. AM 